0: So this is the Self-Development with Tactics book. So, this one's gonna be again about habits and how other people and or some people that actually also, yeah, some of them actually also read the Atomic Habits book from James Clear and this is their story, you know, and or this is... There are stories, you know, because there are multiple stories. Actually, 30 stories in 30 sentences. But more after the intro. Boom. As always, as every single day, always after the intro. But yeah, before I even start with the episode, I do just want to point out that if you're not having the time and if actually going through a 30-minute episode on YouTube, then I would totally suggest you to go to the link in the description and to my podcast. You know, it is basically an audio an audio only version of this exact episode, like this exact episode, like you can listen to it, like you would be listening to music, which is insanely good, just because you're able to save a lot of time, you know, because you're able to just listen to it while you're on the go, while you're driving in your car, or while you're doing just something, it is insanely good, you know, it is amazing, because you can get the information and you can, yeah, you actually read an article, and a really amazing article by just listening to it, ...in the end, which is really, really good at my point of view. I would totally suggest that. I would even in general say that the uh, that the podcast is is even better than the YouTube videos are. You know, because like, yeah, you know, at my point of view at least. You know, some people do just need somebody to, to look at. Uh, okay, it seems to be the case somehow. And some people just don't give a fuck about it and they do just want to have the information. And then the podcast is just way better because, yeah, you can do whatever and it is just way more efficient, at least at my point of view. But yeah, so go down in the description, there's going to be a link, and this link is hopefully going to lead to all the other links, because the podcast is on Spotify, on TuneIn, it is on Anchor itself, it is on like Sound... No, it's not on SoundCloud, but it is just on CastBox and Stitcher and all these other platforms. So if you're just listening to other podcasts on a particular platform, there's also going to be my podcast, the SDWT or Self Development with Tactics podcast. But yeah, and uh, yeah. With that being said, I think we just go straight ahead with the article because it is a really, really, really good article. At least at my point of view, you know, I've really enjoyed it yesterday, you know, and I've also gone through it on yesterday or just yesterday, and uh, which means like okay, if you want to just know what has what has happened or what had happened what happened yesterday then I would also totally suggest you to go to my channel and or to the podcast if you're on a podcast already and check out the other episode as well you know it is it is not like okay you necessarily have to do that but if you want to have the whole experience quite then I would suggest it you know but you really don't have to like I don't know you know I think there wasn't that much of a surprising thing or really important thing it is like just okay you know if you want to have the complete one then it makes sense you know if you are not willing to have this then just please don't do it because it's would just I don't know would just not save you quite some time but yeah um the next point on the list that I'm having here and or on the article or in the article is habit stacking because it is somehow categorized in certain phrases or certain just things the problem there is like, okay, it is not, yeah, it is not really like, yeah, all these uh, all these statements or all these phrases or all these words or things, they are not like just all the same, like, I don't know, like, let's talk about sports, then we have football, we have soccer, we have handball, we have volleyball, With all the things, and it's not the exact same case with those things or with those words, they're all just somehow kind of random, But yeah, the next one is habit stacking and habit stacking is actually something that I did subconsciously and I thought about subconsciously because I didn't know what it is, you know, and it is also a pretty great way to just, yeah, basically learn a new, I do not want to say words, but new things, you know, because these things might be coming from or out of psychology terms or whatever. Yeah, never mind, never mind. And let's just start. So another popular tactic in the book is something I call habit stacking, or it actually is something that only he calls it. Yeah, it's a strategy I first learned from Stanford professor BJ Fogg. He refers to it as anchoring because you anchor or stack your new habit onto a current habit. Um, One example that I just actually also have seen here just down below, a little bit more down below, is for example a problem that I have had or am I still having it? I'm still actually sometimes having it, to be really honest here, to be really fucking honest here, and uh, it is my problem of not brushing my teeth, which sounds pretty gross, it is pretty gross, and it pisses me off really immensely, but the thing is, I've quote-unquote stopped to brush my teeth just because I've had a new habit, you know, a new habit of, um, of, of intermittent fasting, which means like I'm not eating in the morning, and which also means that I'm not going to eat till the 16-hour window is just finished. Basically, it is It is pretty nice. You know, if you want to lose weight, it is definitely a very, very good strategy. Because, yeah, you know, it is not about what you eat. It is about when you eat then. And you basically can eat whatever you want in theory. But you're probably not going to be able to just eat as much as you would have or as you were able to just because you're not having as much time as you had. You know, it is the... Actually, this is the only kind of, yeah, this is the only kind of change you have to go through, which is just really insanely just simple. It is definitely not easy, you know, just because it definitely depends on what's, um, what relationship you're having with eating, you know, because some people are actually having just a really kind of close relationship to eating, you know, because they, they really like eating. Eating is something is like, or eating for them is something like, uh, I don't know, meditation, quite which is totally fine, I you know, if it is something like this for you, then it is fine, like, I'm not going to judge that, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely coming up to something like this. Um, The thing is, I stopped brushing my teeth just because I wasn't eating in the morning, and the habit of brushing my teeth was stacked on the habit of eating something in the morning, or drinking something in the morning, or even actually being in my, just, kitchen in the morning because in my kitchen there's also the table where I'm eating and whatever it might also be just really kind of correlated to the room you know I'm not gonna say like okay only because I'm eating something then I'm gonna brush my teeth but it was just kind of a chain you know it was just kind of a habit row or habit chain quote-unquote because you know I was eating and I was drinking and I was in the kitchen and then after I've eaten and drinking something maybe I went to the toilet and take a shit or something and then I brushed my teeth just because I'm not doing this, just because I'm just standing up actually and sitting right here on my desk and just working something, doing something, whatever I'm doing or what I'm, whatever I am working on. Yeah, the whole kind of process of going into the kitchen is kind of not here, you know, to some degree, to some degree it is here. But still, sometimes I actually then forget about it, even though I have been in the kitchen. So it might even be correlated to eating something, you know. Which is pretty interesting. So, this is basically habit stacking, but we're going to see in the examples down below. Uh, so, one reader used a habit stacking to create a simple rule for learning a new language. When I first moved to China and started to learn Mandarin, I committed to strike up a conversation with a taxi driver whenever I went into a cab. I took a, lot, I took a lot of cab rides. So, five plus daily. What the fuck? Uh, I did it for two years, no matter the time of day or how tired I was. I now speak fluent Chinese. Yeah, a really great habit, you know, because you're having this habit of just, you know, or, well, is it a habit when you need just a taxi or when you need the cab? Well, yeah, you know, let's say it is a habit, you know, you have the habit of just always being in need of a cab, basically like five times or even more a day, which is definitely a lot, you know, and which. I don't know how the prices in China are, but I guess it is like still not cheap, but um, maybe even cheaper just because, I don't know, you would be able to just, yeah, or you are able because of the cab drivers to make money in the meantime, which you wouldn't be able to when you were just having your own uh, car or something, when you know what I mean, you know. Um, I think it is actually opportunity cost, isn't it? I guess it is, Uh, yeah. I guess it is. The thing is, like, yeah, you know, you're basically stacking a new habit on an existing one. And something that is actually, because the thing is, with all those habits and whatever, it is always in a negative way or it can always be in a negative way or exist in a negative way and also in a positive way. This, of course, is a very, very positive way. Like, this person was able to learn fluent Chinese just because, which is something that he just, did anyways they just had to take some caps the thing is i've also seen i think it was actually the same article but i'm not quite sure there was a woman and this woman was smoking and this woman was just always trying to quit smoking because obviously smoking is really not that good and uh, the thing is she stopped and or he just uh, he she she was able to stop smoking when she also stopped riding his horse her horse I'm sorry. <laughs> so riding on horseback. When she stopped that, she was actually also able to stop smoking. But why? You know, might ask. The thing is, she was only quite smoking when she was riding on horseback. You know, he, she was riding on horseback with her friend or whatever He was, she was doing. I'm sorry. She was doing and, well, yeah, you know, it was a habit, the habit of riding your horse. And then you stacked a negative habit on it, which is, yeah, smoking. So, there you can see, like, yeah, it's gonna be in a positive way and it's also gonna be in a negative way, sometimes at least, you know? Sometimes. The next one. Similarly, a reader named David told me, I meditate for 20 minutes after brushing my teeth in the morning. Linking new habits onto a keystone, one seems to work. Yeah, definitely, you know, because we all brush our teeth, but me, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> to be really honest, like, it was even, it was really surprising me, you know, I was really surprised by the fact that I actually forgot about brushing my teeth, because it was something, you know, it is actually a habit that I've been having for decades, like, uh, literally decades, you know, I've been having this, this, this habit of, of brushing my teeth for, like, since I'm born, basically, like, for 18 years now, more than 18 years now, actually, and it is pretty funny, you know, that still I'm able to kind of crush this kind of habit by just not eating something in the morning, or by not being in the kitchen in the morning, or at least least not immediately after I've just stood up, or something, it is really interesting, it's really interesting how fast we can actually change our habits by changing the environment, by changing the other habits that we're having, and all those things, it's really like a pretty interesting thing you know and maybe even fucked up thing you know it depends on what it is all about the next thing and or the next part the next kind of category is environment design part one because um, as I've been actually just talking about the environment that you're in is definitely is definitely very important I've been having just another podcast episode on this particular topic why the environment actually just yeah is, is such a big factor for your habits, um, yeah, I would I would totally suggest to check this out because it's actually a very, very valuable one, so check it out as the podcast, you might be able to just save some time with that, and um, the short w- version of it is that, um, of course, our environment shapes our habits, why? You might ask, or you might also not ask, but I'm still gonna say it, <laughs> um, the thing is, the people that surround us have certain habits and when we are in a certain group of let's say smokers chances are pretty high that if you're a non-smoker that you're gonna start smoking you know just because your environment is yeah you're basically your environment has a certain habit and you're also gonna attach to this certain habit you know chances are pretty pretty high to be honest the thing is um, for me it is the case like some of my friends are smokers yeah they smoke it is fine, I'm still not smoking, you know, because I don't know, but it might be something different if I would be just hanging out with them every single second of my life. I think it would clearly be something different, you know, if I would be just going on parties with them, you know, if I would just hang out literally, you know, for every second that I'm having in my life, then of course, I don't know, I might be thinking about starting to smoke, unfortunately, you know, because Our environment definitely matters. And uh, a funny and maybe even not so funny thing is that, for example, people that are trying to get sober again, you know, people that have been just having a drinking habit and whatever, they, when they go into the clinic and whatever, they get sober, you know, most often they get sober. But the problem is, and I do just actually have to point out that if you're in a clinic, it is definitely another environment than than you're having at home like it is clearly a different environment the thing is if they then if they then go home again it is the old environment with the old friends and the old family and the old people which means you know that they're probably not going to stay sober for quite a long time just because they're having the exact same environment as they had before you know and just just because our environment changes our habits so immensely and also influences our habits so immensely, the chances are pretty high that they're not going to stay sober, that they're actually going to just start again drinking or start again to smoke. And yeah, it's really unfortunate. But the funny thing is, which is also something that James Clear was talking about, um, is that the, uh, I don't want to say warriors, but soldiers, it is soldiers, Soldiers from the uh, um, Vietnam War, you know, they uh, quite a lot of them have been addicted to heroin, you know, because they thought like, okay, heroin is uh, just a pretty nice thing to just give our soldiers because they then get a boost of energy. They might have gotten, but a lot of people also just got addicted to it, unfortunately. Like, really addicted, you know, because it's high, heavily addictive, you know, alcohol is as well. But yeah, you know, it is like this debate, you know, that... But the uh, thing is, 90% of them actually got sober. And 90% of them just didn't re-addict after they went home because they were in another environment. Because the war is obviously and definitely a different environment than they have at home. And when they then just come home, you know, after the war, after the war ended, or after they just I don't know, retired from war or something, then uh, they're actually going to get sober to so 90%, which is definitely pretty, pretty fucking high just because of the environment, just because they've been in a certain environment and then they've just gotten addicted to the certain thing and then they just stepped, quote-unquote, into another environment or into their kind of old environment and then they get sober, you know, because nobody's telling them to just take it. They don't see anybody that is taking it and all those things. So it's basically not there in their old environment. There is no heroin in their old environment. But in the new one, in war, it was constantly around, I guess, you know, soldiers have taken it, you know, other soldiers have taken it, and it was laying around, maybe, it was, like, just always there to, to get and whatever, yeah, the environment, you know, things that surround you, whether it be just people, I guess, or whether it be just objects, or, yeah, your surroundings, basically, like, the world around you, I assume, I assume that, uh, the next part is actual. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The power of the environment. Haven't I actually begun with the environment? Yeah, I'm going to read the environment design. So I have written about the power of environment and the importance of choice architecture in the past. The simple truth is our environment often shapes our behavior. Many readers are using this fact to their benefit by installing some of the environment design strategies I share in this book. For starters, you can break a bad habit by increasing the friction in your environment, which means like, okay, you are a smoker and you consciously just make friends with a lot of non-smokers, then chances are pretty high that you're not going to smoke, you know, because you are alone, just because you are like, yeah, alone and you're just, yeah, I know, nobody else is smoking or whatever, then I guess you're probably going to think about smoking a cigarette, you know, because nobody else is. I assume at least, you know, I assume that it is still something like uh, a pretty sociable thing, you know, or a sois- yeah, sociable, yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So one woman named Sit, so it's C-Y-D, curtailed her snacking habit with the following strategy. My husband still loves his Pringles, as, as do I. As do I, or so do I do. Never mind. But they are now kept in a lock in a locked car that's parked in the cold. And it works. Oh <laughs> my fucking god. So multiple readers are learning to wake up earlier. We like just to recap it, you know, for a bit. It is insane. Like, yeah, it is fucking insane. Like. Yeah. It is insane. But yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Multiple readers are learning to wake up earlier. One reader named Daniel told me, I jump out of bed every morning without any hesitation. The reason, question mark, the only way to turn off my alarm is to scan a QR code I keep in the bathroom. This worked wonders for me. (laughs) There's definitely quite a lot of friction, I have to say. Like, really, a lot of fucking friction, like, like really, and I, for real, for, yeah, there. (laughs) (laughs) never mind so Chris utilized both environment design and habit stacking to stop sleeping in he wrote I have had a bad habit hitting snooze to eliminate it what um so I made it hard and put phone and put phone in the bathroom and put his phone or my phone in the bathroom the phone then became a habit stack the first thing I do when I wake up is turn off alarm go to bathroom and brush teeth ETC. I didn't really get this one, unfortunately. Like, I don't know. Never mind. One of my favorite examples was sent to me by Jay Money. Pretty nice name. Uh, the personal finance blogger. He wrote, I brush my teeth right after putting my kids to bed every night at 8 p.m., which has prevented me from eating or drinking alcohol at night for years. Because who wants to rebrush them again? You know, because it's just actually taking some time. It it honestly is. And I think it might actually be a reason for quite a lot of people to not eat anything and or not drink anything, whether it be actually just some juice because it just tastes pretty shit or whether it be alcohol or coffee or whatever it is. I think it would be actually a pretty great way to also prevent yourself from doing something like that. It's great. It's a great example of creating just enough friction to keep your bad habits at bay at bay yeah um i don't know i think you just do not need like a lot of fucking friction i think you just actually need enough friction but yeah um tomorrow we're gonna are we gonna finish it no we're not gonna finish up with this one but uh we're gonna finish this week definitely definitely but just because we always go through a quora question Today, we're also going to go through a core question. So let's actually see. Let's actually see if we can find something interesting today. You know, let's actually, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's not a good one. Like, okay, this is, I think, a good one, even though I've been talking about something similar yesterday. But this question is, what does work smarter and not harder mean to you? For me, and I guess it is actually something that a lot of people are thinking about, it is just, yeah, it is basically about being efficient or being more efficient than you've been before and to just, which basically means like getting more done in a shorter period of time, you know, as I kind of think about it or as I think. But uh, the thing is, is it actually a good variable to go for? At my point of view, not, not really, you know, because, okay, just, just be a little bit smarter. Just work a little bit smarter. Just be a little bit more efficient. You know, just do that. It is really not good. You know, how would you do that? You know, how would you actually be more efficient? Of course, you kind of just upgrade your efficiency through um, maybe actually hiring stuff. You know, you know, you could do that by just getting new software, by, by whatever. The thing is, it is really not such an easy factor to manipulate or to stimulate or whatever you want to call it. But hard work is hard work is a really, really, really easy factor to just manipulate and or stimulate because you can just work more. And by working more, you're also probably, probably, probably going to be able to also be able to, yeah, get done more, you know, just because you've worked more, maybe just because you have, you know, you've got up earlier you know which actually gives you an extra one or two hours which lets you just yeah, be able to get more work done you know as easy as it is and as easy as it sounds it is what it is because or you could also just stay up later you know you could also be doing that the thing is it is way easier you know it is way easier to just get up earlier to just work more to just work longer hours than it is to just go for efficiency because you know as I said efficiency yeah, for me, which is actually working smart. You know, for me, working smart is efficient. Somehow, you know, just, just this is the exact same thing. Or the first thing that I'm just thinking about. Um, the thing is, can you also think about something else when you're thinking about working smarter? Is there something else that you could be thinking about? Thinking about, but. Like, no, it is definitely efficiency. Like, I was just thinking about doing dumb shit and or... Yeah, basically doing dumb shit instead of just actually doing something that matters. Yeah, it is definitely also not being efficient. Just because if you would have been efficient or if you would like to be efficient, you would definitely just do things that are really important right now. Right now. Right now. Because it makes sense, you know. Because it would make sense and because it is efficient. But the thing is, does it mean... like? If you are more efficient, does it mean that you're not going to work as hard? Does it mean that you're not going to work as long? Does it mean that you're not going to work just completely? No, you're still going to work and you're still going to work hard, but you're going to be efficient. Yeah, but as I said, it is really not an easy factor, an easy uh, stimulant to stimulate and also to just manipulate or to change up or to add something or whatever it is really not easy at least it is not as easy as just working more just working harder just working long hours it is easier you know and I think everybody would understand this and I think everybody would just actually agree with me but yeah um thank you very much you know for being with me in this episode or for just going through this article with me In this episode, it just really means the world to me. And if you've liked it, just give me a like and or rate the podcast. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel and also to the podcast. It would really mean the world to me. It it would really mean the world to me. But yeah, um, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered. Which basically means like your legacy. You know, because we can shape it and uh, we have it in our hands. Even though something that I do want to point out is that not everyone's gonna like you, you know, not everyone's gonna love you. And there's still gonna be someone that even hates you or just doesn't like you or dislikes you. It is what it is. And uh, three other questions that I hope that you're gonna ask yourself is, why are you here? What are you trying to change and what pisses you off the most? And these might help you to, yeah, actually figure out your purpose. And also maybe some business ideas, you know, because often it started with this. And yeah, Thank you very much again. I really hope that I'm going to see you the next time and or in the next episode as well. And yeah, thanks a lot.